You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Zach's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 330. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Really good show for you today. One of my favorites to talk to, Jacqueline Trumbull from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Also a podcast host covering a podcast, co-hosting a podcast called A Little Help for Our Friends. You want to listen to that. It's about mental health. Very good podcast. Check that out when you get a chance. And we got a little bit more to talk about with Jacqueline in regards to Zach's season. And we're going to touch on the similarities between her and Ariel. A lot of stuff to get to. And we will get to that momentarily. So as you are listening to this podcast, I recorded this Tuesday with Jacqueline, meaning you're listening to this at earliest on Thursday. And this open that you're listening to right now was also recorded on Tuesday because I had to upload it into the system before I left because I'm still not really all that gung-ho about doing stuff from my hotel room that isn't very basic because I'm in Las Vegas Wednesday through Saturday this week for March Madness which is another topic that Jacqueline and I talk about because she is at Duke University but grew up in West Virginia and went to college at the University of Virginia. And anybody that's been paying attention to my picks this week knows my number one pick, gambling-wise and even in the brackets, for the first and second round of the NCAA tournament is Furman over Virginia. So anyway, maybe Jacqueline and I will have a little side bet on that. But I just wanted to make sure everything was uploaded and ready to go. So this open is not going to be very long because it would be outdated. You'd be hearing me talk about stuff. When you're listening to this on Thursday, I won't cover anything that happened basically past Tuesday night at 6 p.m. And all. so I'm, I'm recording this before the Women Tell All even airs. And I'm recording this before Wednesday, which I think yesterday is going to be the day that the men were released. So. Why don't we just kind of jump right into it? Because this is a very fun podcast. Jacqueline's one of my favorite people to always talk to. It's an hour long. So I just wanted to get that out there with Jacqueline. And as you know, we've got some sponsors for the show that I wanted to get to right now. First up is Trivia Star. Do you know the capital of Canada? How about the country of origin for kebabs? Probably a little bit tougher than some of the ones you would expect on a Trivia Star, on a Trivia Questions, but play Trivia Star right now and prove your knowledge. It's a free mobile trivia game with over 60 different categories that you get to choose from, including music, TV, animals, celebrities, sports, entertainment. If you choose the correct answer for multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level, but obviously the questions get harder and harder. If you love trivia like I do, especially sports and entertainment trivia, this is the app that I will spend just hours on especially killing time on a plane 
And I guarantee you, by the time you're listening to this, I've played Trivia Star for probably about two hours on the plane today. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store, and it's the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, we have a new sponsor this week probably heard about microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I've got friends that absolutely swear by this product. They, they taste and they feel amazing. Help them get in the zone when doing any sort of creative work. It helps them wind down at night just to chill out and relax. It can also be used for anxiety, for sleep, for sex, for pain relief. I mean, when you talk about anxiety, I've had friends that tell me, like, this is one of the things that when they suffer from anxiety, the microdose gummies help kind of slow them down. They're not always on their phone all the time, and they're just kind of present in the moment. And they just can get into a book. They can help you, like I said, fall asleep. This is for pain relief as well. I think you guys are really going to like Go to Microdose. It's available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code REALITYSTEVE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. The link's also can be found in the show description. You know this. If you can't remember the links off the top of your head when you're listening to this, just go to the show description on any of my podcasts from here. For the next few weeks, you will see it. Links can be found in that show description. But again, it's microdose.com. Use the code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your order plus free shipping. All right, let's get going. Here it is, podcast number 330. All right, let's bring her in. You first saw her on Ari's season of The Bachelor, then on season five of Paradise, if I'm not mistaken. Now she co-hosts a podcast called A Little Help for Our Friends. Or Yes, it is Jacqueline Trumbull. Jacqueline, how you doing? Thanks Hi, for coming on. I'm good. Thanks for inviting me again. Okay, two things that I brought up just in that open that I want to hit on before we get into talking about Zach's season and all that. Number one. Okay. I know you, I mentioned that you were on Ari's season of The Bachelor, and I know you are a sucker for some good reality shows. Did you watch The Traitors? No. The one that Ari was on. You didn't watch it. No, I'm sorry. Did he do well? Uh, Yeah, you know what? It's been out a month. Spoiler alert. Yes, he did very well. He did not win, but he uh -huh. was a main, main character on that show. Oh, well, good for him. I think you should watch it. I think you should. Okay. I think it's it a just good. it's a really good show, actually. And not just saying that okay. because Ari was on it. The rest of the cast, you might recognize some of them from other reality shows. I probably knew about because uh -huh. it's ten. It was ten reality show people and ten normal people put into a okay. mansion in, believe, Scotland or a castle in Scotland, and it's it's a takeoff of a show that's overseas. But it's actually really, really good. It's basically just nothing but lying and manipulating. <laughs> but not in it. But not in a mean way. It's not. It's to win the game. Well, it's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But trust me, when it gets to the end, things get personal. And um, when they did the reunion show, somebody was still hurt by the way they felt the personal side of the game 
blended into too much of the gameplay. And yeah, really good. I know you'll like it. Obviously, you're familiar with Ari, so I think you would appreciate it even more just because there's a Bachelor person on it. But they, they've they already been renewed for a second season, so I'm sure... Do you, um, do you get to see his personality? Because that was a big complaint about him on my season was that he, you know, was like boring or whatever. But I mean, I didn't... I didn't think he was being on the show. So does he is he more fun on the traders? I mean, he's not um I mean, you know Ari, he's just very soft spoken. So mm-hmm. he's just never like out there with his personality. He doesn't seem like the biggest extrovert in the world and yeah. you know, bouncing off walls. However, he does just have um how do I put it? Uh I I thought he came across fine. I, there wasn't anything that I was just like, oh my god, he's so boring. It was, but because he also has to, while he's on this show, he's playing a game for I believe the prize was two fifty, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not that mm-hmm. Ari needs it. Ari's, I know, yeah, they're well <laughs> off. And honestly, that ended be, that ended up becoming so that ended up becoming a storyline in and of itself towards the end of the game. I'll tell you, Ari gets very far in the game, and okay. apparently. That, because I spoke with one of the other contestants on the show, she came on the podcast from Big Brother, Rachel Riley, and Uh she basically told me something on the podcast that was never covered really on the show. It was almost Uh like said behind the scenes, and then it was covered um, a little bit at the reunion, but definitely more so into... Ari makes the final four. Okay, so let me tell you. Ari makes the final four. However... The other mm-hmm. three in the final four, one of them was trying to convince the other two not named Ari, like, hey, if we stick together, we need, basically, we almost, it's like, we need the money more than this guy. All he's going to do is go buy another Porsche, is <laughs> is apparently the way she was selling it. And, yeah. and, you know, almost like, hey, he doesn't need it. Like, he, he, he doesn't need this money. The two people, the two other people in the finals had babies coming and the other one is someone who helps her mother a lot. And it was just, it was like, and I think that Ari got to a point in the game where he felt that that crossed the line that you're like, Hey, don't give him the money because he already has money. And he didn't feel yeah. that, that that was right. But it is really, it is really interesting. It's a, it's a really good game. I think you'll like it. So cool, yeah, go watch it. Check it out. What's it on? It's on uh peacock. I don't have Peacock. You don't have it? No. Can I have your login? Sure. Well, I, think you can, I think you can share. Yeah, that's no big deal. Um, <laughs> all right. Second thing is you, in a recent uh, Instagram story, posted that you are not a fan of pop culture at all, right? It's not that I'm not a fan of pop culture. We just don't know just, a lot. I just don't know a lot, yeah. Okay. So instead of calling you Jacqueline, if I were to call you Jaqueline, would you have any idea what I was referring to? Yes. Oh, you would. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so you've seen. <laughs> so you've seen that Key and Peele sketch. Yes, I have. Okay. I didn't know if you know because, that. Because like, perfect. well, because people show it to me, right? Oh yeah, because your name's Jacqueline. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So at least you know that. <laughs> if you didn't know that, I might have to disown you as a friend. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because that's literally one of the funniest skits ever. Um, uh-huh. All right. Now, screw calling you uh, Jacqueline or Jaqueline or whatever. Apparently, uh-huh. I should be referring to you as Ariel since so many people oh this season have emailed me, have messaged me on Instagram, on Twitter, 
and said, hey, Steve, have you seen the resemblance between Ariel <laughs> this season and Jacqueline, who you've had on your podcast? I'm like, yes, I'm very well aware. Do you, After watching the episodes so far this season, have you seen, yeah. can you see why people think that you guys are similar? Sure. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, if, if Ariel and I met in real life, um, and we were kind of in our groups of people. I wonder if the similarity would really be that strong or if it's just because we kind of stood out as like not, you know, I mean, the comment I would get all the time is like, you're not the typical Bachelor contestant, which I have mixed feelings about. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that it's both of us came across as fairly calm on the show. And I think that goes a long way. And it's funny because I don't necessarily <laughs> think I'm the calmest person. Um but kind of calm and collected and uh, yeah, I mean the way she describes herself, even there's her word choices I kind of see myself in. So I definitely get it and it's certainly complimentary. Yeah. I think, I think it's more, I mean, you can debate. I mean, it's like long Brown hair, both from New York or lived in New York, whatever. I don't know. That's like, I can, I can somewhat even see the physical side, but I think it's more of the mannerisms and the way you guys carry yourself. That's yeah. that's where I definitely see it the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm totally there with you. I was just like, I think from the very first episode, I was like, I guarantee a bunch of people are going to say that Ariel reminds them of Jacqueline. Well, it's funny because so I think that Ariel actually carries herself better than I do. I mean, I'm <laughs> and I'm almost taking notes from her. So like, I wish I were that calm because I'm really fidgety is my problem. So like I run my hands through my hair constantly. And, you know, she doesn't do that shit, which looks great. Um, but it's funny. The first episode I ever saw, I mean, I had no idea how far she was going to go. When she did her limo entrance, it did remind me a lot of mine. And it reminded me because the, the, the thing that popped into my head was cool as a cucumber. And that was exactly what Charlene had written about my limo entrance. Um, they cut the part where I was very nervous. <laughs> like they cut to when I had kind of recollected myself. Mm. But I do remember liking her a lot in the limo entrance and kind of being like, oh man, she was cool as a cucumber. Um, but yeah, I think she maybe does that part a little bit better than me and <laughs> I got some kind editing. Well, I guess I've never really seen you go off before, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know, uh, like seeing this mean streak apparently that you have. No, I'm not saying a mean streak. I just, I'm just fidgety. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I just don't think I'm as calm and collected as her, as she manages to be all the time. Gotcha. I wish I were. Yeah. Now, what did you do out of your limo? What am I forgetting? What did you do? Um. Well, they didn't show it, but I got out of the limo and I said, "Where's Peter?" Or I was supposed, I was told I was supposed to be meeting a guy named Peter here what, because Peter Cross was supposed to be the bachelor. Would you steal that from Crystal? Or, or like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, it was it was because Elon Gale. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and Elon Gale told me to wrote, write down my my ten worst uh, ideas, and that was the first one. <laughs> and then they were like, "Go with it." And I mean, I the only reason I felt comfortable doing it was because I actually didn't particularly want it to be Peter, and I was super stoked when it was Ari because I had watched his season, and I just found him more approachable, and also like Peter was a personal trainer, and Ari was like a race car driver. <laughs> from the Netherlands. I was like, that's kind of cool. So I, the only reason I was willing to do that was because then when I actually got up and talked to him, I was able to genuinely say, I'm really glad it's you. Well, here's something I don't even think I've asked you. When you were going through your audition process and, you know, uh -huh. sending into, and this was pre-COVID, so, you know, final, final, um, 
casting weekend was all the women, you know, 50 women or whatever being flown out to L.A. and sitting down in front of producers and doing all that stuff. Did, yeah. did Ari's name ever come up? Because we know that he was literally plucked out of obscurity when he was named The Bachelor. Like nobody, he hadn't been on TV in five years. His name wasn't popping around until like days before the announcement. So when they're interviewing you, I know they ask everybody, who would you be interested in from a previous season? And Rachel's season had just aired. So most people yeah. were probably saying Peter and whatnot. But his did his name ever come up during your audition process? No, but to be totally honest, I don't remember anybody's name coming up. Maybe Peter's did, but I don't. I just don't remember. Okay. I remember knowing it was Ari the day he was announced. Okay. Now, at that point, did they call you and say, "Hey, I'm sure you saw the announcement. Our bachelor's already. Do you want to stick this thing out, or do you want to pull, you know, back out?" Did they ever do that? Yeah, I th I think so. Yeah, I mean, they had made it very clear, like, because they had said that our bachelor was going to be announced, like in two days and then he wasn't and then another two days went past and then another two days and so they were like listen we know it's really late like don't worry at all if you want to back out when you hear who it is it's totally cool we want to find people who are actually interested um so yeah so okay that makes mm -hmm. sense now mm -hmm. in, in speaking about ariel and this is something that is getting a lot of run on social media today and i've gotten responses to it is the fact that they really dove into Ariel's religious background, being um, being Jewish on the show on her hometown date, which yeah. is something that I cannot remember in the history of this show. Them focusing on somebody's religion, of course, unless it was Catholic or, or, or Christian. Yeah. I I don't remember them ever doing that. We I know two former leads. Andy Dorfman was Jewish. Jason Mesnick was Jewish. At no point, I don't think any time during their season there was more done in ariel's dinner segment where she's feeding zach talking about jewish culture than there was during all of jason and andy's season probably combined that i yeah. remember so what was your take on that that the show actually did that um that we have a more accepting audience now i guess i mean it's interesting right this this season we did not hear about race once i don't think so they really kind of quieted some things down and then like allowed Judaism to have a place at the table, yeah, which is cool. But I mean, it's not like this season was heavily focused on culture or diversity or anything like that. Um, I mean, what's striking to me is that I was, I was watching um, Emma Rose put out, Emma Rose, Emma Gray put out a um, TikTok or something saying that like, when Jason Mesnick was the bachelor, they cut out all of his Judaism. Like they cut out mentions of it. And that's just so crazy to me that that was something that wouldn't have been accepted not too long ago. Yeah, I had no idea his... Andy Dorfman was Jewish. Yeah. And it's funny because all I remember is her asking Juan Pablo or saying to him, like, you don't even know my religion. <laughs> he was like, do you know mine? She's like Catholic. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even remember that part. But yeah, Jason's Jason's Mesnick season aired in 2009, so that was almost 15 years ago. That was a long ass time ago. But yeah, yeah, they didn't. I don't remember them cutting stuff out because I don't. I, maybe she has inside information on it did get cut out. Maybe Jason told her in an interview or something. I don't know. But if it wasn't aired, how do we know it was was cut out? I guess I don't know. But mm -hmm. it was because it was so long ago. It's like how do you remember something like that that it was cut out? But watching Ariel last night and. I think it speaks to a bigger, 
not problem, but a bigger discussion to be had between those two. And, you know, spoiler alert, he doesn't pick her. So <laughs> it yeah. was it doesn't end up being that big of a thing. He doesn't have to worry about an interfaith marriage between them. But I got to believe that that would have been a major sticking point if he chose to move on with her. And look, maybe in the back of his mind, and we'll never know Zach's real reason for why he eventually ends up not picking Ariel. Maybe that is the yeah. reason. Maybe because just like this is too much. I was raised a certain way. I don't want to have to do that. I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying maybe. that's what Zach's doing, but it's possible. I mean, I the, she didn't say anything about Judaism being her faith. It seemed like it was much more focused on culture. And the Soviet Union was not uh, a country that promoted faith much. So, I mean, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they're talking more culturally here than religiously. Mm. Obviously, like Judaism is a is a religion, but I mean, it's it's actually interesting. Like every, I've always had a lot of Jewish friends and. Almost every Jewish friend I have is not would not consider themselves religious, and so I just wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a cultural thing. Is he is he like very Christian? Is that a huge part of his life? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I know it's on the Catholic Christian that side, and I know he went to a Catholic high school because it's it was 15 minutes from where I went to high school, so in Orange County, so. Okay. I know I know it's a Catholic high school, so Catholic all boys private high school he went to, Servite High yeah. in Anaheim. So yeah, I I I I'm I'm assuming he has stayed Catholic. Um but I you know, I, I can't tell you the the extent of his religious standing, but I think it's pretty based in Catholicism. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't know. I would find her family so exciting, but I also, I also lived in former Soviet countries for a while, so like, I would find that exciting. I, I can understand how if you have a really strong faith that you would, you would really, really value somebody with that same that same background and outlook. You lived in former Soviet countries. Yeah, I lived in Slovakia. When for a year, when I was eighteen. Oh, really? Was that like a study abroad thing? Yeah, and I lived in Poland for a summer. Oh. Yeah. Learn something new about Jacqueline every day. I did not I did not know that. Um yeah. What was I gonna talk about? Oh, so we're recording this on Tuesday. Tonight is the women tell all. And Oh wait, can I back up real quick? Yeah. I do find it interesting they said nothing about Ukraine because she did say that her parents are Ukrainian, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I thought that was gonna be a thing when I found out in the beginning of the season that she had a Ukrainian background. I'm like, oh, I wonder if she goes far, if we're going to hear stories from her about, you know, family back there and she's just constantly worried about, you know, what's going on. But no, no, we didn't get anything about Ukraine. Yeah. It seems like this season is trying to revert back to where it was, like apolitical, you know, like no drama, just a nice guy finding a nice girl. <laughs> Well, I yeah, I agree. I don't think that there's I mean, every episode had some form of drama. But if we compare this season's drama to any past drama in past yeah. seasons, I mean, not even close. Like, Christina caused some drama for the three episodes that she was on. And then Anastasia had her comment about Instagram followers. It's like if that's the extent of drama we're getting every season, then that's nothing because everyone pretty much expects well, women and men to go on this show talking about followers and, and increasing their brand once the show once they're off the show. 
Yeah, well, I mean, and it was like a little group of assassins. I mean, as soon as anybody said something off color, you know, that could be that could they could be taken out for, the girls were like put a hit on her, and then Zach took care of it. I mean, he didn't stand for anything. I was kind of wor- I like actually think he's done a good job as a bachelor, but he did not have much patience for anything outside the lines. No, he didn't. And I think that I think in the beginning. It's weird how the sentiment went because in the beginning, the sentiment towards Zach was, wow, he is not getting involved in any drama. And if you bring up any drama, you're gone. First night, the woman who kept yeah. interrupting him, gone. Uh, telling <laughs> Bailey, to, ba- telling Bailey, one of the women that he met at the live after the final rose, one of the five women saying, yeah, just not feeling it with you anymore. Gone. Uh, uh-huh. Brianna, another girl that he met at the after the final rose. You know, they started out hot and he's just like, yeah, I don't know where it went. Gone. Christina gone (laughs) and it was almost like wow this guy is really you know he's really doesn't want any drama on his season and then we got to the point of the whole Greer thing and Jess where he says you know pretty much lies to her and says look don't pay attention to the one you know don't put so much focus on the one-on-ones they're not that important when we all know I did not like that yeah nobody yeah I really liked Jess in that interaction I like she really held strong to her perspective and was like what are you talking about (laughs) this is completely realistic for me because we know she was right because the one-on-one is a huge thing don't say that it isn't um but the one thing I'll give credit to Zach for is in post show interviews and I think we're going to see it tonight on the women tell all when he sits down with them is he's he has said in an interview that was recorded like when the media gets to talk to them after the women tell all taping back in february zach mm-hmm. did say when he watched it back he realized i could have handled the greer conversation better i didn't that wasn't I, that wasn't a response that i was like i get what i was trying to say but it didn't come out right and i should have i should have been more clear like when she said yeah i didn't meet a quarter goal because i got COVID. and he's like you know, you're really comparing that to me trying to find a wife. Like it, it didn't come uh-huh. across right, but he had, he admitted it. I mean, he admitted like, oh shit, watching it back, yeah, nah, I that I didn't do good on that. So I'm sure he'll, I, you he'll know, do that. I had mixed I had mixed feelings about that because I think the problem is it's not that he did anything wrong. It's that there's so much fucking pressure for them to be per- for them to have a perfect ten minute span that it's just the fact that he didn't respond well to her, like sent her into spiral, which it would have sent me into a spiral too. It's just like being at all critical of these girls. It, you know, when you just don't have much time, it's just going to really, it's going to bring up the anxiety when I think in another time, it would have been legitimate for him to say like, actually, I feel like that was kind of a misfire. Like I'm trying to find a wife and a a lot, big part of my journey is being taken away and you're relating this to work, but clearly she had good intentions with it. Yeah, I think she did, and I think he did, because he was, like you said, this was just a, you're under a pressure cooker, and for the first time in the history of the show, outside of his one-on-one date with Gabby in London, he had to cancel yeah. the rest of the episodes. He's like, crap, I, I have to, I'm The Bachelor. The only time mm-hmm. I get to know these women is to go on dates with them and talk to them and be on one-on-ones and be in group date settings, and now the group date is canceled in London. I get my one-on-one with Charity is canceled in London. Now I got to do this bullshit over a Zoom call to see it. Like, and that's got to be awkward for not only myself but for the women involved. And you know, she said something that he just responded to the wrong way. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was a dick about it. Well, of course, yeah. Of course, if you ask Nick Vial, he'll say he was a quote-unquote total dick, which. 
All right. N- another. Uh, Isn't Nick a total dick? <laughs> Good. I don't know. I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, you're 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 preaching to the choir here. I'm glad someone else thinks it too. You trust me, we're I, the I only two in the franchise. I don't know him well enough. I traditionally liked Nick. I just I've just heard things. That's all. But <laughs> <laughs> we have probably heard we probably heard the same things. But no, I mean to take that conversation and then you know this isn't just hearsay or rumor. Nick went on his podcast and said Zach is being a quote unquote total dick to these women, and I'm just like, okay, that's extreme. No, he's to not. To these women, I feel like he's been really nice overall. Well, not to Nick Vial, and Nick Vial knows everything because he writes books and he has a podcast. So there you go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so we are recording this on Tuesday, but we're recording it Tuesday day before the um, Women Tell All starts. So. You know they'll be there. They'll they'll be the quipping back and forth, and some women will jump on the other. I know Anastasia gets a lot of heat tonight for the comments she made in the Bahamas, but there's also some accusations that she had a boyfriend the whole time. And then um, <laughs> there is obviously Christina is going to be um, a a hot button issue tonight for for the women. But <clears throat> I just want to talk about women till all in general. Okay, you had an interesting one because. By the time you guys filmed your Women Tell All, I think we even talked about this the last time you were on the podcast. I was talking about what Caroline told Ari when she laid that. Yes. I know what you did line on him, or we know what you Mm -hmm. did line on him. Um, When you were going into your Women Tell All, were you getting gassed up by production to be like, hey, Jacqueline, you want to be on Paradise? You need to make your voice heard here, or you want to do this? I know they do it, but they might not do it to everybody. What was your take going into your season of Women Tell All? I mean, the thing is, short, they made some comments like, this would be a good time to speak up. But I don't think at that point, Paradise was really that appealing to me. Like, I got seduced into Paradise later. And Alon basically always said, you're invited to Paradise. You can be original cast if you want, like all this stuff. So I didn't really feel like Paradise is dangling over me. Um, I was upset that I had been cut out of so much airtime. So maybe that was on my mind. Like I want to get some comments out, but they were never, I never felt that. No, I'm sure I was, but I never felt that manipulated by production. I just don't feel like I was the personality that they needed to manipulate. Really. I didn't think I was going to give them what they wanted. Hmm. Well, and I was, I was too self-protected because I was thinking about work the whole time. (laughs) Now, did you, I don't really remember your part in your Women Tell All. Did you get a lot of airtime on the Women Tell All or no? No, I just made a couple of comments. But I hadn't, I mean, there was no way, the only way I would have been, I would have gotten airtime is if they'd given me couch time because Ari and I had that breakup that was significant. And I, I had been originally expecting that. They had told me like, yeah, you're probably going to get the hot seat. But then they, you know, my, my story was just downplayed. But I wasn't in, involved in any drama, really. Yeah, you weren't. So I was just like, yeah, so I don't really remember much of you at the Women Tell All. But, you know, I asked yeah. this because Crystal from your season recently went on She's All Batch podcast and uh-huh. basically said that she was told specifically, hey, Paradise is approaching. If you want to be on Paradise, you need to say this and you need to go after this person and you know, like I said, I, I know it happens, and she's not the first person to say it. Certainly won't be the last. But, you you know, I think we'll even see it tonight, even though I have not seen the episode. And by the time this airs, everybody will have. But from what I have heard, uh, someone from night one, Olivia Lewis, who was eliminated night one this season, is very, mm-hmm. very vocal on stage. And it's just like, okay, that is proof that they are gassing certain people up. Because 
Someone, oh, sure. Someone yeah. that was only there one night can't possibly chime in on anything that happened after they left, unless she, you know, she's going straight off the episode. But apparently, she just lays into some women tonight, and I'm like, okay, you're that you're a night one. So girl. annoying to me. <laughs> and I guarantee, I just, we will see Olivia I, Lewis on Paradise this summer, guaranteed. Yeah, well, that happens every year. I mean, it's always clear that the night one girls they bring in are gassed up to to say something. And yeah, I mean, but it's it's not like I mean, listen, there's a difference between being like gassed up or manipulated versus just being told straight up like yeah this is a good opportunity to get more airtime in case you want to be on paradise this summer like that's not that's not really them doing anything that's just kind of telling you the reality but there have been times when production has literally said you need to go after this person and say this oh maybe yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, they, I don't think they did it to you, but obviously, um, no. it, it does happen. I think Crystal. I mean, Crystal. I assume basically said that on on her podcast with with she's all batch. But um, just out of curiosity, so at what point? So you're you're aware of the spoiler this season, right? Of no, oh, you're not. No. Do you want to know? I don't. I don't know. Is it going to be an important conversation that we have that's worth spoiling season for me? I mean, there's three women left. Who do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to who do I think who do I think wins yeah yeah, yeah. Katie yeah I mean, okay yeah so I mean well we we kind of already eliminated Ariel because we know that I, I think I said it earlier when I was talking about Ariel it's like well Lee doesn't pick her in the end so maybe that was the reason yeah. behind him not picking her so that only leaves Gabby and uh, Katie and I, I think it's been you know pretty clear um from watching the episodes and, and not only this and this is and this is the crazy thing and this is where I think Look, I have no idea if they're going to last long term or not, but I think one thing that's always been huge when it comes to The Bachelor is we know the success rate sucks. Sean Lowe, yeah. Sean Lowe's the only guy that's ever married the final girl that he chose. We've had more we've had wow. more girls that finished final 2 married yeah. to the bachelor now than the guy than, than so there final you one. go gabby <laughs> so there, there you go, go. <laughs> so yeah ari and jason mesnick married to their final two girl that they originally had dumped on the show but yeah. i think one of the biggest things and i've always said this when it comes to the final couple and the ending of the show is you know you're, you're yes you're choosing somebody that you barely know we all get that but you're also choosing somebody that usually outside of i think two seasons is somebody that doesn't even live in your state let alone your city and you yeah. know you know to start off a, to start off a relationship especially a relationship in bachelor nation where everybody's got opinions about you guys and to mm -hmm. start it off in a long distance way is not, not easy zach yeah. and katie both live in austin like I know, that's, that's a cool. huge huge like Benefit. feather in their cap she could move in with him i mean for all we know when they get on the after the final rose couch they might say we're moving in together next week and yeah you know to me i don't take any of these relationships seriously at the end of the show until i hear that they have moved in as a couple because that's a major major step if you just tell me right. we're engaged we haven't moved in yet. We're just dating long distance. We're seeing how it goes. And it's just like, okay, while your label might say engagement, you're just two people that are dating. And yeah. when one person makes the move, then I'll take you guys seriously. But yeah, I think Zach and Katie, I, you know, I think the fact that they both live in Austin is, I mean, you can't get any, I don't want to say easier because no relationship is easy, but it's certainly taking a major, major uh, boulder off their shoulders when they start their mm -hmm. relationship in the public eye, because we know how hard mm -hmm. it is to have one in this in this franchise. Could you have done it? Could you have done a, 
a long distance with Ari if he picked you in the end, or would you have been like, I mean, and I'm taking the the jo- you know your whole thing with the job. I'm saying like, if you had a job that would you would have been able to move. <laughs> well, if I had ended up with Ari, I would have gotten fired from my job, so that would not have been an issue. <laughs> I probably would have just moved to Arizona to be honest. But yeah, I mean, would that have stopped me from getting engaged? No. But that's because back then, most of my relationships were long distance, and I didn't know how to be in an actual relationship. So, I mean, yeah, when I was 26, I didn't know how to be in a relationship. And so being in a long distance relationship seemed as good as any other. Then I got a lot of freedom, and it was really intense when we were together. Gotcha. Okay. So Do I think it would have been successful? No, not necessarily. Yeah. I think, you know, with this show, I I think not that I want – like half the cast to be from the Leeds <laughs> same state at least. But I think Ooh. you would really get a lot more successful couples from this show if there was more of a emphasis on let's actually try and find people that are logistically compatible and not just let's just cast a bunch of women for a television show and see what happens. I just I mean, I think you would I mean it's too late now. I mean it's Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I often think that more about Paradise than I do about The Bachelor because I guess the fact that The Bachelor just comes down to like just two people at the end instead of all of these couples and there's something that it has more gravitas about it even though I I know that Paradise has better success rate. But I, I think it is just like when I was going on The Bachelor, I mean I was so up for anything but then when you go on Paradise and you're like, okay, am I realistically gonna date a guy from Detroit? Like how... And I live in I lived in New York, you know, like, why wouldn't I just date somebody in New York? Like, the guys are awesome here. I'm going to go two weeks and, like, maybe get engaged to a guy from Canada, maybe. <laughs> Australia, maybe. <laughs> it just didn't, yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. Well, well that's, a weird, that's a weird thought process because you say when I went on The Bachelor, I was like, hey, I'm open for anything. But then on Paradise, wouldn't you be, like, even more, like, free and open to anything because you have more options? I think it's because when I went on The Bachelor, there was only one guy, and the likelihood that it was going to be him was so low that if it was him, I'd be like, holy crap, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'll move, like, we'll make this work. There's going to be so so much support around us as a couple. Like, I don't know. It just felt maybe more exciting and more like, if it's really me, then that means it's something for real versus I'm just going to go and like hang out in a bikini with some dudes. And maybe I'll like one of them and maybe we'll decide to be in a relationship. It's just, it's just different attitude. I think Man, for I'm, me, I'm just, I'm so bummed. You couldn't make it work with Kenny King. I thought that was your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's a good guy. Kenny came on the podcast. I love Kenny. I love the fact that he's a wrestler. Um, I liked Kenny too. He's great. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot that you had went out with him until recently. And we were mm-hmm. speaking about it. Um, all right, so you, you you know we know this. Uh, Katie's the winner of this season. Before you knew the spoiler, like yeah. put your put your mindset back to I don't know the first few episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Has it always been Katie in your head, or did you think that Ariel or Gabby or even Charity uh, were a possibility of him picking in the end? Mm, maybe Gabby was the only other one I thought had some possibility. Uh, and he was into that other girl that looks exactly like Katie. Who's, what was her name? Oh, Kat. Yeah. Kat, yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like Katie was a front runner very early on. She also looks like a front runner. I don't even know how to explain this because all these girls are beautiful, but for yeah. some reason, Katie just looks like the girl who wins The Bachelor. Yeah, no, I trust me. I 
I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I always picture it as like when they're going to be on the cover of, you know, us and people once they have their final photo shoot or whatever. Yeah. They look like the final, they look like the <laughs> final couple. They just do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that she's more beautiful than anybody else. Like I want to be clear, but she just look, I don't know. She just has that bachelor. <laughs> I thought the same thing about Vanessa and Nick season. I was like, she's going to win. She's got the look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> When she when she went and visited him behind the door of his COVID quarantine, that's when I was like, it's definitely her in the end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing, I don't know if this has been told or not, and I don't even know if it happened or not, but mm-hmm. it seems like any woman in that situation where Zach was like, hey, rest of London canceled, I've got COVID, I, yeah. would, I would think every woman would have wanted that time to go to his door. And maybe every woman did but they yeah. only showed Katie's? I don't know. I don't know the answer well, to that. Well, they don't always say yes. I Okay, I was a Bachelor historian when I went on the show. I had watched the seasons. I had watched a lot. Mm-hmm. And I knew that one of the best moves you can make, so listeners, if you want to go on The Bachelor, take note, except it's not going to matter in the end, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> best thing you can do is go surprise The Bachelor with some extra time. Okay, you should not do that if you are in a desperate position or you're losing. But if you feel like you've got a pretty good connection and you want to just crank it up a notch, like Nick Vial did this with Andy, right? He like, she, he, she received a note in the middle of the night to like go meet him somewhere in Europe. They had a little date. Eric did it with Gabby. They like had a little, that didn't go over so well, but that's because they were fighting on something. Um, Susie did it with Clayton. She left him a note to meet him at the bell tower. And that's when she told him she loved him. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So I tried to do this early on when we were in uh, the place with the lake, Lake Tahoe. <laughs> the place with the lake, yes. You guys <laughs> right went to Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe, yes. Yeah. And I asked, I was like, I would like to do something special for Ari. I'd like to, I didn't want to go to his room. I wanted to like go to a brewery somewhere or something like that. And they said no. So they won't always approve you. Huh. So they're only, so they're only letting the ones. I mean, look, the fact that Katie got to do it. If she was the only one, that should have been assigned to everybody watching. She's the winner. If it was everybody got to do it, but they only showed Katie, I think yet another sign that well, for those that don't know, she's going to be the winner. You can look back on it and be like, yeah. So no, it it makes sense. I would think. I don't know. I I don't think we've gotten an answer to that. I want to say how many women went to London. There was like nine. Did 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 eight of them really go to his door and get to do that? I'm not sure. I don't know. No, I like I guarantee no. I guarantee not. Probably a lot of them didn't think it was possible and it wasn't encouraged, you know. I mean, and some of maybe some of them were told no. Who knows? Who knows? <sighs> yeah, I need to find this out. Um okay, so <laughs> so we've got that and we know that Zach is with Katie. They're still uh engaged today. We'll see that finale in a couple weeks. However, tonight on the Women Tell All, we are going to get the quote unquote official announcement from the show even though yours truly spoiled it a couple weeks ago that charity is our next bachelorette oh um, cool oh you didn't know that either look at me i did just not know spoiling that. everything for you so basically what's weird is and this yeah. is going to be interesting they if you watch the pr- at the end of last night's episode they showed the previews for tonight yeah they showed jesse walking and opening someone's door and saying going to change somebody's lives forever i did see that yeah okay. so that's him walking into charity's uh, dressing room saying 
we've chosen you as the bachelorette or you're our next bachelorette, whatever. That's cool. Yeah. So it's different because usually we don't find out the bachelorette announcement until the live after the final rose. They bring her out in the last segment, then they show us five of her guys, and then off we go. So mm-hmm. tonight, everybody will know across, you know, that doesn't follow spoilers or doesn't believe spoilers. Everybody will know tonight that, uh, and I say tonight, you know, you're going to be hearing this on Thursday, but everybody will know Tuesday night that Charity is the Bachelorette. She's going to be on GMA Thursday and filming begins this weekend, which is really interesting to me because this is the first time in the history of the show that the filming of Bachelorette season has begun before the Bachelor is done Ooh, airing. Do you know why? I mean, so I have a couple questions. One, yeah. so I like Charity a lot. Thrilled she's the Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, why? But this is an early choice. I mean, normally we would let the drama play out with the other two. So I had thought that both Ariel and Gabby could also make great Bachelorettes. So do we know why it was so they so quickly went with Charity? No, I, I you know, I, I, I think they had four people that easily could have carried next season as the Bachelorette. Charity, I think Cat could have done it. I think. Gabby could have done it, and I think um, Ariel could have done it. I I don't think they had uh, they had like a uh, you know pick of the litter here. I don't think they could have gone wrong with any of those four. Um, Ouch! Sorry, my cat, my kitten is like scratching my feet and biting it. Okay, sorry, keep going. The kitten that texted me earlier today. Oh yeah. One? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't even know. I, I mean, the thing is, when this show makes their choice, they don't have to answer to anybody other than to say, "Hey, here's our lead." You don't have to say like. Well, we didn't pick Ariel because of this, or we didn't pick Gabby because of this. They just make their choice, and we have to live with it. I'm fine yeah. with I'm fine with Charity. I would have been yeah. fine with Gabby. I would have been fine with Ariel. I I but can but only one person can get the role, you know, outside of yeah. last uh, last season with Gabby and Rachel. But they weren't they're not going to do that again. So uh-huh. so no, I don't know why they chose Charity other than she's a good choice. But why they chose her over the other two, that mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think the interesting thing is. When I'm assuming when Zach's finale airs on Monday, the 27th mm-hmm. and they do the live after the final rose, I'm assuming they're going to bring charity out there as well. And instead of it being an introduction and her meeting five of her guys, she's going to be a week into filming. So maybe you talk to her about, Hey, not that she's going to give anything away, but maybe you talk to her about, so we're a week into filming now. How's it been for you? Has it been, has it been what you expected? I just think it's a different conversation to have. And I think it's actually, Somewhat refreshing, to be honest with sure. you. Um, I'm so interested in how she's taking this much time off work. Just because we're both therapists, I'm like, how is oh, she doing? That's it? right. She's. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. She is right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what type? You know what kind she is or type she is? She's a child and family therapist. That's, we have different degrees, different specialties. Yeah. That's right. That's uh, that's written on her crayon on the screen. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to her season. I'm sure we're going to be getting the cast list of the men. If I, I got to believe it's going to be out there by the time uh, this podcast hits air. But um, yeah, from everything I've heard, they begin filming uh, this weekend. So it's a season of charity. And then we know that most of these women, I mean, you can pretty much, assuming none of these women find a boyfriend in the next three months, mm-hmm. Jess, Kat. Gabby, Ariel, these women are all going down to paradise. There's no way. I, I yeah. can't see why they wouldn't unless they just, unless I'm reading them wrong and they're not interested in it at all, regardless of a boyfriend or not. I just, mm-hmm. I got to believe this is, and this is who people want to see down there, you know? Why yeah, it's would, a good cast. Yeah. I, 
Uh, you know, what did I say? Jess, Kat, Gabby, Ariel. Um, you know, you take some of the people that finished in like, you know, that last. You know, Christina's going to be down in paradise. Absolutely. For sure. I know. For sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then it's going to be a lot of the guys that we're going to find out about in the next couple of days. It'll be guys from charity season that, um, again, it's going to be one of these things where when they go down to paradise and start filming, nobody will know. The people that are down in paradise, the women from Zach's season will not know or will have seen any episodes that these guys have been on. So it's got mm-hmm. it's got that whole dynamic that the guys from Rachel and Gabby's season I prefer last that. Year, same thing. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't go in with any preconceived notions, you know? Like yeah. when you went on, I think only preconceived notions. <laughs> is that is that the right phrase? Preconceived no? Yes. Okay. I had lots of them. <laughs> Well, when you went on, what season? Let's see, you. So Ari season led to which Bachelorette? That was um, Becca, Kufrin. Oh, duh, duh, Becca. So when Becca's guys went down there, mm-hmm. you had only seen maybe what one or two episodes. Uh, no, I think I saw her whole season. I mean, I knew Colton finished fourth. Well, no, you wouldn't have seen her whole season because that'd be impossible. Because you filmed, you filmed in June, and the show doesn't end till July, so her whole season wasn't done airing by the time you got down there. You might have known just because your friends, you were friends with Becca, you might have known that Colton finished fourth. Um, maybe, and maybe he said something. He might have said something on the show. It's possible he got down there, but he definitely, um, yeah. Becca season didn't start airing until mid-May, end of May, so it definitely wasn't over by the time you got down to Paradise. Well, yeah. Oh, wait, it didn't start airing until May. Weird. Well, yeah. I don't know how I knew that he got so far. Oh, it's probably it, it probably came up in conversation. I'm I'm guessing, you know, because I know that some of you know uh, Rachel and Gabby's guys last season, they're they're asked by the women like, how did you do on the season? And I don't think they're not they're not allowed to go into detail. Like you know, the the perfect example was the whole Thomas thing. You mm-hmm. know, when Thomas went down to Paradise, he was a villain on Katie's season, but it hadn't aired yeah. yet, and none of the women down there oh, even knew it you know that's like funny. yeah K- katie season i remember katie season specifically because i was supposed to have i changed my vegas party that year uh because that was the year after covid and we were like okay we can take masks off and then omicron hit and we had to put masks back on so i canceled my party but katie season started airing on june 7th well everybody yeah. was already down in paradise at that point so thomas and those guys Michael, all those guys. Oh, wait, Michael wasn't on that season. But Thomas was down there, and nobody had seen his episodes airing yet. So, yet, so Becca's going through all this. Well, Becca had a podcast, so she was seeing the episodes. So she got she was she got to cheat a little because they, you know, they favored her. So she was well aware of what Thomas's character was on the show, but everyone else there, no. They hadn't even they had no idea about Thomas other than when he arrived on the beach. Other the guy, some of the other guys saying, "Oh yeah, Thomas, he was a little, uh, you know, whatever on our season, like because he <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't a buddy buddy with all those guys." So yeah, yeah, I mean, same deal. It's, um, it is interesting because you can't go in with preconceived notions, but, uh, you, you know, Kenny had been on a season before, right? So you didn't even have to, because Kenny was on Rachel's yeah. season, so you knew about him. Yeah. And then who was the other? Oh, and that's the season they brought in, uh, Jordan Mauger, right? Yeah, but after I was gone, and his last name is Major, technically. Major. Yeah. Wait. So then, how did you? Oh, because you guys were just in. Wait, how did you Are hook up with him or go out with him? 
Kendall told me was friends with him for some reason and she told me he was going to Burning Man and so we linked up about Burning Man <laughs> and then we went there oh and he was my Burning Man boyfriend yeah wait was Kendall was she on that season of Paradise that's how she knew him I think she uh well she was yeah she was but I oh that's right that, uh, was, that was the joke yeah I guess right? that is how she knew him and like he knew he knew that Australian girl who lives in LA from Winter Games and she knew Kendall and, you know it's just through oh, that's the, right because Jor- that's right because Jordan was on because I was like wait a second why did they bring Jordan on Paradise because he was on Winter Games that's oh, right Winter that's Games. when they brought that's right okay now I'm remembering it all so you had seen yeah. it's not like you hadn't seen Jordan on TV before if you watched Winter Games right. Correct. I had seen him on TV. Yeah. Okay. And then you were all like, hey, let's go to Burning Man. <laughs> well, I was already going to Burning Man. <laughs> oh. Is Burning Man, it's still a thing, right? Yeah. Do you go to it? Have you been to it since? Nope. Oh. I, okay. My thing with Burning Man. It was very cool. I don't okay. Really know you what haven't it is. gone. I don't know what it is. What, okay. It's a big festival. It's not a music festival. That's a common misconception. It's basically like a bunch of. A bunch of artists go and not just artists, but like they they basically construct a city in the middle of this desert where nothing can live. And the city is just there for a week. It's got amazing health care. I got a UTI treated and cured while I was there. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> was like, mm-hmm. Do you know how you got your UTI, by the way? I'll let I'll let you fill in the blanks there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and basically it's like you you know you sign up with a camp, you go. The camp usually has some theme or like some big thing that it does. Uh, mine was called Costume Cult. They have a big costume area. You can go and you have to you can like pick out some stuff, walk the catwalk, and you get a free costume. And everybody's in costume, and there's just like a bunch of things to do. It's this whole kind of creative culture, big hallucinogen scene, but by no means do you have to take any hallucinogens when you go. Um, you know, it's kind of a counterculture stuff. They're like, and I'm, you know, I got called out because Jordan and I actually went and we were just looking for a place to sleep. And there was this truck that like you got to via a closet. So it was called Narnia. It's a super cool, like everything's creative, right? And we fall asleep and then we wake up in the middle of the night. And it turns out it was an orgy truck. Like there were like four couples in there having sex. Um, <laughs> and we were like, oh, we knew this was too good to be true. We knew it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Burning Man is like amazing. I, I am oversaturated with that culture because when I lived in New York, I was very much, uh, friends with people in the Burning Man community. And like, then I almost married Paul, who's so into Burning Man and psychedelics and everything. And I've just like, it's been talked to death for me. (laughs) And so I'm just kind of sick of it and moved on and it's so expensive and it's like so exhausting so i would consider going again but it's not top of the list for me i'd rather go to croatia aren't conditions <laughs> rather like isn't it a hundred isn't that like being on claire and tasha season of the bachelor it's 118 degrees <laughs> in the desert and you're just and it's just yeah. nothing but dirt and there's no shade and you're just like this is disgusting like that is my ultimate hell Burning Man. So that's part of it. I'm actually pretty I'm pretty good at dealing with uncomfortable conditions as long as they're not cold. Not I have no tolerance for cold. But yeah, it's so it's really, really hot at night. It's cold at night, but not freezing. It's like forty to fifty degrees. And it's you know, it's it's an inhospitable landscape. Like nothing can live there. So you get very dusty. 
Um, it's hard to find a shower. If you do, it's probably cold water. Like our camp had cold water showers. Um, that was really just a hose, like, like a, a tank with a hose. Um, you know, most people don't have air conditioning. That's why a lot of like rich tech bros will bring their RVs in and they have like a glamping experience, but it's kind of cooler if you rough it. Like I really didn't mind that part of things too much. Glamping. That was uh, coined by Marik on your season. It cannot have. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she didn't coin it for the entire world. If she did, that's cool. I, that was the first time I think I had ever heard the word. It was when Marik called it glamping when you guys were. <laughs> you were on that group date, right? In Tahoe? South Lake Tahoe? Uh, yes. Yeah. The camping group date. And yeah, and then she got into it with somebody because. It was Marique, right? I'm not I'm not messing this up, right? Probably. I mean, I don't remember the... I do remember there was some word she coined or, you know, there was something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Marique. That had glam in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ne- I, yeah, I'd never heard of it before that season. But yeah, that's yeah, that's my ultimate hell. I would rather... I, I cannot... <laughs> I don't want to deal with heat and dust and sweat and UTIs. My, no, but I'm good. <laughs> so yeah but uh, it's cool i mean it's amazing it's it's visually amazing the creativity is incredible you can get great food you can just do like you do different events you can go to lectures you can you know it can be a really like you know edifying fulfilling experience i'd rather be under the roof of the venetian hotel in las vegas that's (laughs) where i'd rather be um anyway uh jacqueline Mm -hmm. thank you so much for saving me uh this week and coming on last minute really appreciate it uh good luck with everything as you know your podcast is called a little help for our friends if you want mm-hmm. to inform everybody about it again uh give everybody a little synopsis on some of the things you guys have discussed recently and maybe what you have coming up if you want to tease it sure um so basically we're a mental health podcast we have a special kind of segment or look at like if you are the loved one of someone who is struggling what can you do to both help them and help yourself because you know it could be a really kind of exhausting and um you know kind of helpless process sometimes and so we want to make people feel a little bit like they can have more effective action there but yeah we just talk about mental health um topics i'm in my fourth year phd at at duke for clinical psychology my co-host is a clinical psychologist also from duke so we talk about evidence-based interventions, a lot about cognitive behavioral therapy. It's very science meets personal. Um, our last episode was about the kind of mind-body connection and how that relates to trauma. Our episode before that, we had Jess Cook, who's the first openly trans and non-binary pastor in the Presbyterian Church, USA. So our topics are really wide-ranging. And um, I don't know what's up next. We kind of kind of go with like what's relevant in our lives or in our followers lives so if you have ideas let me know very cool uh a little help for our friends you can get it where you listen to all podcasts um before i let you go definitely want to hit on this that i totally forgot about Mm -hmm. something that i know that you take an interest in at least at this time of the year because Mm -hmm. you're going to duke are you ecstatic that not only is duke the five seed in the east in the ncaa tournament bracket but that the North Carolina Tar Heels didn't even make it? Or do, you, do, you not, do you not care about the fact that North Carolina Duke – do you have the hatred for North Carolina because you attend Duke or no? Or are you not in that? Here's the thing. I care about basketball to an extent, and when I watch basketball, I get really into it. Yeah. I 
grew up as a huge Duke fan. And so I used to care about this stuff so much, but they rejected me for college. And so then I like hated Duke and I went to UVA, you know, which is also in the ACC. And then of course I got into Duke for grad school, which is like, oh man, (laughs) maybe I jumped the gun a little bit on hating Duke. The point is I'm not such a rabid fan that I once was, but I would prefer for them to do well. Ultimately though, if they match up with UVA, I root for the Who's. Okay, uh, we have a we have an issue. We have a problem. Why? Why? What's the problem? Because every year, uh, you know, I go I go to Vegas for first weekend of March Madness, and to my readers, I always give out um, like a pick or two, uh, the, and and just kind of tell people where I'm leaning of who I like in in round one. And the second the brackets came out, I knew what my first round pick was going to be, and okay. I, I will say um, that this my my top pick for the first round Thursday and Friday is Furman over Virginia. Like that is that is where How my, could you? that is where my money is going. Um, you will uh, know very shortly after that game ends um, how I feel <laughs> about whether or not uh, Furman is pulled off the upset. Hey, look, this could be we could get the best of both worlds here because if you know anything about gambling. Virginia is favored by five and a half points. So technically, Virginia can win mm-hmm. the game by five mm-hmm. or less, and I still win my bet. So you are happy, and I'm happy. Yeah. So we, we still have that. But, um, yeah, that is my number one pick. I, I really think I, – I, I think Virginia's overrated this year. Sorry. Um, anyway, what about – Okay, well, <laughs> if you win your money, just think about buying me a present because sure. I'll be very sad. No, no problem. <laughs> what about what? Um, what about um, the, your, your hometown team? The uh, West, Virginia? West Virginia Mountaineers. Do you, who do you like? Who would you like to go farther? Like, if you had to choose, if, if West Virginia was playing Duke for the national championship, it can't happen. They're on West both Virginia. sides, the same side of the bracket. Wow! So you would choose the Mountaineers. I would choose the Mountaineers over anybody. Oh, okay. I just don't watch Mountaineer basketball because it always sucks. I root for yeah. I, I root for the Mountaineers more in football. Yeah, and it, I also prefer football to basketball. I think it's a more fun sport. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Virginia, West Virginia is a nine seed. They could easily win their eight seed a game against Maryland, but if they win, they're playing the number one overall seed in the tournament. So they're probably not getting out of the first weekend this year. So don't get too excited about West Virginia basketball. Yeah. Um, but that is interesting. I did not know if if who you would cheer for in in the case of a national championship game between the Mountaineer show and the Blue Devil show. And you would go with the Mountaineers. Hmm. Well, I mean, that would be so awesome for my state. Like West Virginia doesn't get anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know? Like we, I, you know, I'm very proud of West Virginia and I would love for us to have a win sometime, but it's not been great. I, when we were like, we had a really good football team back when I was in high school and it was really fun to watch. And then ever since then, it just, we switched conferences and yeah. hasn't gone well. Will you sing the state song for us, please? Country roads. That's yeah. not the actual state song. I'm not gonna sing it. Or, <laughs> it's not. So that's just the song that the fans sing at the football games. It's not the state song. It's just a yeah. The actual state song is like it's like one of those songs like America the Beautiful. You know, it's like kind of lame. <laughs> like it's nice, I guess, but it's not like a pop song or a folk song. Country roads or the state song you're talking about? The state song. Okay, so what is country roads? Just a song for the school? Just just a song john denver wrote and we're like wow it says west virginia in it <laughs> oh duh, that's right <laughs> that's yeah country roads is by john denver i thought it was okay for some reason i was thinking it was only linked because people in west virginia came up with it and decided hey let's sing this at the football games 
but no and it's also really like geographically inaccurate like most of the things he mentions aren't even in west virginia apparently (laughs) (laughs) so you're not gonna sing country roads for us all right no problem Okay. okay. My last update is because last time I was on your podcast, I was making fun of myself because I was like moving really fast in my relationship. And then you asked me how long I was like, I'm only a month and a half in. I'm five months in, still going strong. Okay. So a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. And, and remember, I remember you saying that you were speaking to your, wasn't your therapist literally telling you you're moving too fast? Well, I mean, he wasn't saying that, but it was more like when we started therapy, it was in the wake of the of my breakup. Yeah. And we were kind of analyzing my patterns and going fast was one of my patterns. And so yeah. he's like, Do you wanna do you wanna repeat your patterns this time? Yeah. But I would say I'm going at a normal pace now. Like okay. I mostly see him on weekends and like one day during the week. And my, my cats have had to move out because it turns out pets aren't allowed in his house. Oh. His landlord found out. Yeah. So you have to. So you can't bring the cats over. No, it sucks. So when you go and stay at his place, who watches the cats? Uh, I don't go for very long. Oh. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll go for like a day or two. We might check on in in on them. That's why I got a second cat. Was in part this that I wouldn't. I wasn't like leaving my cat to be alone by himself. Oh, okay. I've gotcha. got I've got automatic feeders and stuff. So yeah, I just make sure I'm not gone very long. He's got a buddy. They're fed. They've got everything taken care of. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. What five? You said five or five and a half months? What are you at? Five months. I feel like it's going to be so legitimate in just like one more month. You know, get half a year under our belts. <laughs> and then at half a year, what's going to happen? Like, is there talk of moving in together at some point? Obviously, I would think. Well, yeah, but it's kind of a logistical problem. We would like to. It's not going to work out right now because he has a two-year lease that doesn't allow pets. I've got my own issues, so it's just something to work out. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm slowly locking him down. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what you got to do. You get that, get that, <laughs> go get that ring. Thanks. <laughs> uh, all right, Jacqueline, thank you so much uh, for coming on and saving me here. Really appreciate it. Good luck with everything, and I uh, will talk to you soon. All righty. See all right. you, Steve. Bye. Thank you so much to Jacqueline uh, for coming on. Really enjoyed that conversation with her. Always fun time talking to her. Very easy to talk to. Uh, I've been a friend uh, for a while now, so I'll always, uh, I'll always have her on. And, yeah, I said a couple times during that podcast, thank her for saving me because I had someone set to go that canceled last minute. And Tuesday uh, was the last day I was going to be at my desk being able to record a Thursday podcast because if I'm doing an interview one, I can't do that over my phone. The daily roundup, the sports daily, the next two days will be recorded from my hotel room in Vegas, but I don't have guests for those. So I have not figured out yet how to record a guest on a podcast while I'm on the road. So I just try and get it all done before I leave. And I had to find somebody in a day and I reached out to others. They were busy. Uh, Well, actually I reached out to Jacqueline first, but I needed a backup in case Jacqueline couldn't, but thank God Jacqueline could because the others I reached out to couldn't. So uh, Jacqueline was number one to go to and she responded and helped out. So always a good conversation with her. And just know this was recorded on Tuesday, and you're hearing this at least on Thursday. So there's probably stuff that has happened in the last couple days that was not covered in this podcast. But 
Thanks again to Jacqueline for coming on. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. And thanks again to Jacqueline. So for Jacqueline Trumbull, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and I will talk to you tomorrow.